Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah. Woo, that's a great song. I love that song. It's a good anthem. Hallelujah. Jesus has won the victory for us. Hallelujah. Won the victory through the night season. Now we are awake in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's a good morning. Glad that you're on the prayer call. Welcome to the prayer call, all that are on the line. We welcome you. Let's pray this morning, and then I'll get into introductions. Father, we just thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for winning the victory. Thank you for allowing us, Lord God, to be here in your presence this morning. We rise up early this morning to devote our time, Lord, unto you. And we, Lord God, take the opportunity just to love on you and thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Father, without you, Lord, where would we be? I can't even think can't even bring a thought to mind of where we could be without you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning and with all my brothers and sisters and saints and friends and family on this call this morning. We glorify your name. There's nobody like you. Be glorified, Lord. Be magnified and lifted up. You, Lord God, are the only, only Savior. There is no other. We thank you, Father. So this morning, we want to give honor to our bishop and pastor of New Destiny, the House of New Destiny. And we want to say good morning to you. And we thank you for making this ministry and this opportunity to come together from many, many different places, all that are on the prayer call, and making this uh, uh, a great opportunity. Um, We thank you this morning. Um, We thank, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, (laughs) getting a little flustered. (laughs) Still under that hallelujah, that last song is just so awesome. I love when the praise team, when we all sing that. that, That's why it's called the anthem, I believe, uh, because it is so, so powerful. All right, I'm getting it together. (laughs) So let me introduce you to the team this morning. Uh, I'm Elder Claude Lang here uh, facilitating this morning, and we have uh, Sister Tamika Smothers, who is the prayer call controller, who's gotten it all together for us, setting it up and providing that awesome praise and worship this morning. We thank you. And this morning for our devotions, we have Minister Lori Taylor. Mr. Lori, good morning. How are you today? Ah, bless the Lord, Elder Claude Lang. I am so blessed and so honored to be on this call with you, but I am mad my computer just broke. (sighs) Oh. 
But I'm blessed. Thank you. You are blessed. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God, you know, that it's not you broke. You here. You with us. Amen. 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 And we know you got a word in you, in you, that will come out and and bring a great refreshing and good understanding of God's grace today. Amen. Amen. Well, amen. 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 Uh, we also have with us uh, doing our prayer and praise reports this morning, and that's none other than our beloved Sister Myrna Westone. Good morning, Sister Myrna. How are you? Good morning, Elder Claude. Good morning, Minister Glory. I'm wonderful. I'm also just kind of mellowed in the hallelujah. Just I just want to stay there, so all is well. <laughs> Amen. I know. Isn't that something? That's just that's the that's just the Lord on the line this morning. He is with us this morning. Wherever two or more are gathered, he is in the midst. So we're just we're just honored and blessed and a little bewildered by his presence. It's a it's a wonderful thing. Well, without further ado, uh we have prayed and we are ready for you, Minister Lori Taylor. It's all yours. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to just share with us the title for our devotion this morning is We Are Empowered for Grace to Abound. Amen. We are empowered for grace to abound. Our scriptures for this morning's devotion is coming from Romans chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we are in a crisis as we look at our world and we see things happening in our communities. Never has it been more of a time for the children of God to live righteously. Um, and I, I'm so like, uh, my computer. I mean, I spent time laboring in this word, but nevertheless, what I want to talk about is, and I'm trying to remember point by point, but we have been empowered. Through faith, our grace, we have been empowered. I am so (laughs) empowered for grace to abound. So what I want to talk about as as we're considering, I I have several ways that I was going to enter this, and I'll just start out by just share my own testimony that, you know, even as Bishop stood to declare the word of God on Sunday, 
I was just there excited about the word that was going to be preached because as we thought about or as I thought about the word he shared on New Year's Eve, it was a preceding word on grace. And I have been reading and in the word of God studying in grace. And so as we're looking, um, coming into the new year, most of us have already made up our mind about a New Year's resolution, but statistics says that most times, even at the end of January, by the end of January, most people have abandoned that New Year's resolution. Well, I was excited. Oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Praise the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I was excited um, as I stood there and listened to the Word of God to think about um, just 34 years ago yesterday, January 9th, 1999, 9 o'clock p.m., that I remembered making a New Year's resolution, and, and one that I made and the only one that I've ever kept was to read my Bible and to pray daily. And I remember that one unforgettable night seeking God um, and wanting to know my purpose and why was I here and and why did God knit me together in the secret places of my mother's womb? What was my purpose? And I wanted to live for that and that purpose alone. And I remember telling God that, I remember telling God that I could not make this journey by myself. And all of a sudden, the power of God came in that room. And I'll never forget it. My life was forever changed. I was empowered for grace to abound. And as we're looking at our scripture in verse 20, it says, moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. And I, I, I had the other scripture from the Message Bible just to get a clearer understanding because sometimes you can read other translation and it can help you to get a, a, an, understand, an understanding in the Message Bible. It says that moreover, not moreover, but law, the law was created to show us uh, where the law was created, it, it caused in other words, where where the law was created, it just really showed us our inherent reason and need for Jesus Christ. Because the more the law was created, it, it created more lawlessness. Oh, here it comes, here it comes. I'm I'm really trying to get these notes up as they I'm so it created more lawlessness. And so um that the offense might might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Elder Claude, can you can you give me a minute? I'm I'm really trying to bring this note. Can we just start praying real quick? And let me bring my notes up. Amen. We're with you, dear. We're with you. We're with you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Amen. Amen. You know, I was just reading. And, you know, it was showing us, you know, that during that time, because it says uh, that, 
nevertheless, this is in verse 14, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. So what he's saying there is from, from Adam to Moses, death reigned, and there was no nothing. And so what he's saying, you know, to Moses, which means that's when the law came, right? So you're, so during that time, as you said, that uh, there was we we saw how much we needed the grace of God and the grace of God. He sent the law, right? But even even during that time, there was you know. You know, with with the law, the law, of course, you know, proved that, you know, it was weak through the flesh. But at least the law came. That's that's a grace. And now, looking how we have abounded greatly, Jesus Christ comes, right? And 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 we're we are now forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ and empowered by that grace where it says that while we were yet sinners, so you see how the earth and how the world was just in such a bounding death and sin from Adam to Moses, even more so after the law came, even though the law was there, by the grace of God, uh, we now have Jesus Christ who abolished it all now, took it all to the cross. That is powerful. And so now we have that abounding grace that while we were yet sinners, we didn't even know Jesus Christ. And until the time that we we know him we we come to our awakening that the grace of god has been following us whoo, all the days of our life abounding grace so where sin abounds i love that scripture grace does that much more and so now looking at from genesis all the way to revelations the grace of God is abounding unto us through Jesus Christ. You find anything else? Yes, yes I'm here. So we have been empowered, yes, Elder Claude, thank you, through grace, through the abounding grace of God and that um empowered you know this grace that god has has given us is not for us just to have it or to put it up on a mantle just to say that we have it but it's an it's an empowerment um it's can't be qualified it can't be quantified this grace is unlimited favor and that it's an enablement for us to do what we could not do for ourselves um we couldn't do it so god thank you jesus yes it's coming up but I'll read it. okay 
Oh, the devil is a lie. Yes, but it's a, it's an empowerment that enables us to live right and to talk right. And and as I I thought about it, I, I thought about Isaiah 60 when the children of Israel were was returning back to Jerusalem. You know, they were returning back to their their principles, uh, the foundation of their their faith, and to the principles that they once lived by and that because they made a decision to to live right and before God again and how many of us know that God is a God of not just a first or second or third or fourth chance, but he's a God of many chances. And so as the children of Israel decided to live right before God, that the glory of the Lord was released and they that were in gross darkness was brought into this marvelous light. And so we have been empowered through for grace to abound that much more. Oh, I'm telling you, this computer. But anyway, um, it's an empowerment. It's an enablement um, that we we have to surrender and to be available to God because, you know, they when they returned, they were returning to a lifestyle of worship. And worship is not something that we do just on Sunday. It's a lifestyle and how we live our life. And so God, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm so sorry, you guys, but I have these notes. I have my, and I know we, we cannot, can't be down by these notes, but I it was just so good what, what God had given me. But anyway, um, so and and uh, I was, you know, have we we all have been over. Just let me start now. We've been overwhelmed by a sense of guilt, and you might have been watching a movie one day or something, and you've come and it reminded you of something that you once did, or maybe there was somebody on the line this morning who have a family member who, after seeing them live a life and choosing to to live a life of faith in Christ, that the family member just one day wanted to remind you of something that you did a long time ago and uh, just to try to embarrass you or, or um, humiliate you. And, but a great persecution, but their role, okay, and then, but Paul, who, who might have felt this way is what I want to say. Who might have felt that way? Paul. Nobody but Paul probably once felt that way because Paul uh, was one who persecuted the church and he killed the Christians and he um, invaded men and women's home and dragged them off to prison. But he arose, there arose a great persecution of the church and the people of God and Paul, once knew, known as Saul, the persecutor, he had people executed. So Saul intensified his effort against the followers of Jesus Christ, and he sought to suppress a growing Christian movement by arresting and persecuting believers and leading to the dispersion of Christians throughout the region, right? But one day, somebody, Paul got saved. Paul on the road to Damascus met Christ and was converted. So um, remembering that day when you, just made yourself available and you had an experience with Christ and you came to grips with something you once did and now you might be in the same church with the very one you did something to, 
but what would go through your mind as you look them in the eye? Some of us have sin in our lives that we have yet to conquer, and sometimes we are overwhelmed with guilt. But what Paul said in Romans 5.20, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up real quick. Uh, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. So I like how verse 21 reads in the Message Bible, all the passing laws against sin did was produce more lawbreakers, but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness forgiveness will we will call that we call grace. In other words, creating more law produced more lawbreakers because inherently we are not able to keep the law because of our sin nature. Laws are for the lawless, as quiet as it's kept. What the world needs is more of Jesus, not more laws. The world creates laws to justify sin. The law produces more lawlessness. But I just want to remind somebody and inform others that you are empowered by grace to abound. Uh, in the text, verse 20, the Apostle Paul is emphasizing the enormity and the, the exceeding nature of God's grace in contrast with our propensity to amplify its sinful nature. The law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace abounded much more. Okay, I'm skipping. The message in is one of hope and assurance for believers. No matter how great our sins may be, God's grace is greater still, and it emphasizes the boundless of unfathomable nature of God's mercy and forgiveness towards the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. So I just want to real quick, I'm jumping down, um, that God's grace, he, it was his grace and enablement and empowerment to do what we couldn't. The law showed us our need for Christ. It was through grace that we are empowered to know, to now live right and to talk right and to act right. Uh, it, it would justify us in Christ. God will use us to introduce himself to the world. I think about the children of Israel, and that's when I was telling you about Isaiah 60 that how he used them and that his glory shined through them because they now made a decision to live right. And that's how God wants to use us when we yield to him and we're living a life before God, according to our purpose, the glory of the Lord will shine and they that are in gross darkness, the word God says, they will be brought into the light. How many know um, that something we do on Sunday is worship, but it's not just for Sunday. It's a lifestyle. Every day of the week, we live, we want to live right. So I am, or we are empowered through grace to abound. To abound means to exist in large quantities, but God's abounding grace is unlimited. It cannot be quantified. El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, gives us a more than enough grace. It is plenty of grace, enough for everybody. It is overflowing grace. In this context, being empowered for grace to abound suggests not just receiving a minimal amount of grace, but experiencing it in abundance, grace in abundance for an abundant life. 
putting it all together, empowered for grace to abound, conveys the ideal that individuals are given the strength or divine assistance needed to not only receive grace, but to receive it in abundance and an overflowing, plentiful measure measure of divine favor and blessing. It reflects a sense of being well-equipped and enabled to experience the fullness of God's grace as we are empowered through grace to abound, for grace to abound. Amen. And thank God. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Minister Laurie, and uh, see how it finally uh, manifested. Praise the Lord. Uh, Let's uh, shift on to our praise reports and prayer requests uh, to uh, Sister Myrna. Please, everyone, focus and let's uh, pray with her and agree with her in prayer. Go ahead, Minister, uh, Sister uh, Myrna. Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning for your your wonderful presence that was sensed early on the call that we were able to experience early in the morning. We thank you, Father God, for the word and the devotion that went forth. Father, we first just want to give you glory, honor, and praise that is due your name. For you and you only are worthy. Father, we've been in this fast for three days now. We've repented. We've submitted our supplications. And today, we want to focus on reverence to you, Father. We bow in complete and total reverence before your presence, Father, because you're so worthy. You're so good. You're so awesome. We, Father God, your people who have been called by your name, we honor you, Father, because we know that there is none like you. As your children, as your beloved, Father God, as we go through this fast, let it be different because we desire to be different. We desire to be bolder. We desire, Father God, with all of our hearts to finally live, walk, and talk like your church so that others, Father God, will know that you're God. You are the only true and living God, and there is no other. Father, this world needs you. This world that you created needs you and is crying out to you in pain. Father, help us, your beloved, to spend time, to make time for you in the secret place, to say yes to the secret place, to meet you, so you could teach us, Father, what to say how to say it so you could show us ourselves so that we could fix those things once and for all that don't please you so that we could close the door and shut off all distractions in our secret place you could speak your will for the day 
your desire, your heart's longing to us and will listen. Where we'll sow your word in the secret place, as in Galatians 6, 8. For he who sowed to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows in the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Father, when we're in our secret place, teach us to listen what the Spirit is saying. Give us ears that are so finely tuned to your voice that we hear nothing else. And Father, give your church, your ecclesia, a radical type of obedience. So when we hear your word, we believe your word, we're immediately obedient to live it out, to put action behind it. Because you told us, Father, in James 1.22, to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Father, touch every person that is participating in this fast, regardless of where we worship. May more and more people participate in this fast, even if they haven't thus far. May they start today so that we will be on one accord moving forward as your church. And we would finally be the church that genuinely seeks you, genuinely knows you, knows your voice, and serves you with our whole heart. We genuinely listen and obey your every word. And we live a life so full of faith that the others around us will come to know you on a daily basis. Add to our numbers, Father, those souls that you have already touched and prepared so they could hear the good news, so they could learn and know of your forgiveness, so they could walk in your love and they could speak of your goodness to even more people. Father, set a fire in our spirits that will not burn out in 2024, nor grow dim as the days go by. Give us eyes that see and ears that hear what you're saying to your church today about what's going on around us. It's not about us, Father. It is not about us, Father. It is about those around us that need you. They're hurt and they're dying. They're confused. They're angry. Father, may we be the generation, may we be the remnant of believers that will not deny you, that will lay aside every entangling and secret sin once and for all and would run after you with our whole hearts, with passion, with purity, with perseverance, with boldness, with courage. You said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Let that be us. For your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we honor you this morning. We glorify your holy name. We give you all the praise. 
Because you're worthy, Father. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. We know you're worthy. Others need to know you're worthy. So we glorify you, Father God. We give you our day and we reverence you in it. Every moment, with every breath, with everything and anything that comes our way, we've already commanded our morning. We'll reverence you in it. We'll point others to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Myrna, for that awesome prayer this morning. Hallelujah. This morning, uh, we want to... uh, Check back real quick with um, Minister Lori. Minister Lori, do you have anything else to share with us this morning? No, Elder Paul, but just what I said, God has empowered us for grace to abound. And just, you know, that power is, it empowers us enough that we, that we, we can live right. It's, it's a power that keeps us even when we're not able to keep ourselves. And that it, through us, God can introduce himself to the world as we yield to him. That our, right. our, yeah, our, our faith in Christ will, will be seen as others see our witness in Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Well, this morning, we just thank God for uh, Sister Myrna and Minister Lori this morning bringing uh, this awesome prayer and and great devotion. And don't you worry, this was a good word this morning. And I thank God for uh, everyone on the call. Let's pray this morning, and then we'll go back to worship. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your awesome word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Lord, that where sin has abounded, when we didn't even know you, Lord, you, Lord Jesus, you died for us. So when we are faced with temptation, when we're when the world is, is getting darker and things are seemingly to, to be going so, so wrong, we thank you that your grace, abounds more and more and more. Nothing outlasts, nothing can outsin, nothing can outfall your powerful grace because now you see all of us through the blood and through the sacrifice and through the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. So we ask in the name of Jesus that you would cover and strengthen Ms. Lori and strengthen and Lord God and replenish both of them, uh, Mr. Lori and Sister Myrna this morning. And we thank you for every soul on this call, Lord, whoever had any sickness or disease or whoever may have been struggling with, Lord God, any any form of malady or temptation or 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 anything, Lord. We thank you this morning that your powerful grace is empowering them to stand, therefore, stand and be strong and be, Lord God, empowered by the grace 
of the living God. We thank you this morning. Well, we blessed each and every one of you on this call, and we pray that you'll jump in the fast, just as um, Ms. Lori and Sister uh, Myrna had spoke about this morning. Get in the fast. Join us in this fast. This is a fast like never before, and it's it's going to brew, and it's already producing a great power, a great power. So uh, we'll see you on tonight. Come out tonight. Come out to the to the to, to church. Please, please, be in the sanctuary. Come out and and be online. Worship with us tonight. This is a a, a powerful, powerful year that's beginning. And we we are we're looking for so many manifestations of the goodness of God, and we have seen them. So come on out tonight, and we'll see you tonight in the sanctuary. We'll see you at worship. Well, let's get back to worship and praise this morning. Thank you all for being on the call, Sister Tanika. It's all.